and if, if you look at the history of, you know, every other industry, any other industry that's had something that's used kind of springs and gizmos, you know, mechanical pieces to, to solve a problem has been replaced by software. Like I work on, I have a 51 Ford pickup and I work on the carburetor all the time. You can't buy a car with a carburetor anymore. You know, the computer figures out how much, you know, when, when the spark plug should fire and how much fuel to put in. Like that, that's just over, right? And as water becomes this more precious resource and as we're trying to conserve, <clears throat> we're going to see so much more of, intel, you know, people using intelligence and software to do a better job, you know, you know taking care of our water. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you want to use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old-school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Welcome back, my friends, to another episode of The Sprinkler Nerd Show. This is episode 75 and I'm calling this one the Sprinkler Revolution. Today, we are joined by Shane Dyer. Shane is the CEO of Irigreen. Irigreen is a technology startup company redesigning sprinklers and how we water the landscape. Irigreen has a digital sprinkler that can save up to 50% of water, reduce the number of heads, and the amount of trenching by 80%, which is vastly simplifying irrigation and saving labor. In 2022, who doesn't want to save labor? Everyone needs to save labor. We can't even find labor. So today in our conversation with Shane, we're going to hear about how Irrigreen got started and all of the different ways that Irrigreen can influence change and how they are silently creating this sprinkler revolution. And I want you to think open-mindedly when you listen to this. I want you to, for a moment, forget about what you may have learned in irrigation design school from your irrigation manager. We're going to kind of forget about head-to-head -head coverage for a little while. We're going to forget about manifolding valves in a valve box and running main lines to the valves and lateral lines to the sprinklers. We're going to stop for a minute. I want you to just be open-minded when you hear from Shane because sometimes in order to see where the revolution is headed, you have to forget about the past because sometimes we can only see the future from our previous lens of the past. And so today I just want you to be open-minded, enjoy this conversation with Shane Dyer, CEO of Irigreen. Shane, welcome to the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I'm glad to have you today. Andy, so great to be here. Thanks for having me on. My pleasure. And for those of you listening, I am currently in Fort Lauderdale, Florida in my hotel room at an e-commerce conference called Sellers Summit, sharpening my e-commerce and marketing skills. And Shane, where are you today? I'm in San Francisco, California. And is that the headquarters for Irrigreen? Irrigreen has sort of two headquarters. We have a lot of the programmers that are out here, and then we also have the main place where we, where we produce a lot of the, of the material, like a lot of the robotic sprinklers and, and controllers in Edina, Minnesota. So I think that to start this off, there are going to be a majority of our listeners that are not familiar with Irrigreen as a company or Irrigreen as a technology. <laughs> and I would like to start there so we can get some interest and create the foundation for our conversation. So just tell us about Irrigreen. 
So Irigreen makes this really unique sort of digital robotic sprinkler head. And it's really amazing. It basically want you had instead of having, uh, you know, sprinkler heads on the edges of your landscaping, you have one in the middle and that sprinkler in the middle can basically pop up and can water any shape that you'd like. So it basically follows the landscape contouring. And the huge advantages in this is, first of all, uh, you know, you, you greatly simplify the amount of gear you have to put in. There's, you know, you know, one of these uh, digital sprinkler heads replaces like eight, usually eight to 10 regular sprinkler heads. So you have only one head per zone. And then the other piece is that um, as this puts down the, you know, as this puts down water, it puts down a completely even layer. There's no head to head coverage or overlap, which means the distribution uniformity is almost 100% with soil transport. So there was a study that CIT did where this saved about 40% of the water over a standard irrigation system for the same soil moisture. So it's a big water saving technology. And what it also means is it's just far, far simpler. I remember the first time I, I walked into like a Tesla plant and I saw the, you know, the, the first electric car, what they call the skateboard, which is just the batteries and the motors. And having worked on cars, I looked at that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so much simpler. Regular combustion, you know, internal combustion engine cars are going to be dead over a while. And I looked at Eurogreen the same way. There's just, there's no valves anymore. The valves are in the head. Um, you know, all the wiring is all, you know, essentially like a two wire system, but it's basically a plug and play daisy chain system. that's all direct, very underground. There's no wiring connections to make. So these systems install in about a third the time as a regular system. So from the landscape contractor's point of view, what's your number one problem if you're a landscape contractor right now? Labor. Yeah, right. You can't find the crew. <laughs> so if you can install about three times as many systems with the same crew in the same amount of time, um, it just makes so much more sense. And you're also putting something in that saves a tremendous amount of water. So what we're taught, and I say we, the professional irrigation landscape contractors that might be listening to this or designers, et cetera, is we're taught head-to-head coverage. So if we have, if we're watering a box, we're taught you start by putting your sprinklers in the corner, then you put in, then you go into the middle and you have this head-to-head double overlap coverage. Yeah. That's not the case with irrigation, is it? Yeah, yeah. It, it turns out there's so much water to save by not overlapping. Irrigation is a technology where instead of having you know a normal mechanical sprinkler, there's actually software at the point of water distribution. So our you know one of our you know founder, our CTO, is actually an inkjet printer inventor. So there are like 14 you know kind of water print ports on that thing, and it's just amazing. So you have little tiny ones that water right next to the head, including a weeper that's right on the head all the way out to a maximum of about 35 feet. And the amazing thing about this is it puts down a completely even layer of water. And if you watch the head, it's doing some really amazing things. You actually you'd see the head slowing down and speeding up, you know, slowing down when it's throwing very long distances and speeding up when it's throwing, uh, throwing short distances to keep that completely even layer of water across there. So it really is a new paradigm shift for irrigation. But the advantages for in terms of simplifying the system and saving water are just tremendous. People tend to quickly go to the head-to-head coverage. So when contractors are bidding on projects, one of the things that they typically have, the conversation they often have with their client is an irrigation design discussion because they want Mm -hmm. to reinforce this is how we're designing the system. You know, it's going to be head-to-head coverage. We're zoning sprays on one zone, rotors on the other, drip on the Mm -hmm. other. Etc. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes there are contractors that don't do that, and so as they're 
working to add value and potentially justify the price of a more expensive system, those are some things that typically come up in the conversation. And I say that because sometimes you have to, to see something new, you have to mm-hmm. unthink what you already know. And you say, wait a minute, I'm going to just, I'm going to stop thinking about this head to head coverage thing for a minute. And I need to listen to what Shane has to say, because I yeah, know yeah. Shane, you're green. but where's the head to head coverage, right? It's like, right. yeah, this is a car. There's no gas tank. There's no, there's no motor, right? It's electric, right? <laughs> and so we have that conversation over and over again. But as somebody in the industry, as new technology comes along, you have to learn it. Or you know, risk you know being obsolete in a few years. So it's a it's a it's a technology almost every landscape contractor should train on and really understand. And you know, yeah. you know, is it for every situation? Maybe not. But for for you know, for things like turf and low ground cover and things like that as well, it's just a vastly superior way to water. Um, yeah. And then and on what you could say side, too is like it's it may not be the solution for every application yet yeah. today, but it might be. The, the way to do it at some point in the future, right? Absolutely. absolutely. And, um, and I think the other part that really helps out is, is irrigation design is something that, you know, trips up a lot of folks. It's really difficult to do well. And mm-hmm. with Irrigreen, a lot of that design is now in software. So if you have a tape measure, you are now a premium irrigation designer in some ways. Right. Because you basically all you have to do is be able to make sure you've got line of sight 30 feet from that digital head and you can cover that entire area and you're done, right? That means you're going to, you're going to build a system and, you know, do it in like, you know, four or five minutes. You know, we have some tools on, like if you go to irregreen.com, there's even like a little design tool where you can bring up a Google map, a satellite photo of the, of the property and actually put in all the heads to figure out how many you need. Um, really cool. I really suggest you check it out, but that's it. That's design. And you've built a system that will outperform the, you know, the very best irrigation designers doing head to head. So I think that, you know, making irrigation easier for landscape contractors to be able to get in, put in and get out is something that um, that we're really, really, really excited about. Excuse me, professional irrigation contractors that are listening to this, because what I'm going to say might not make as much sense for you. But traditionally, landscape contractors often don't do irrigation themselves. They partner up with a professional irrigation company as a subcontractor or partner to do that type of work, especially in the Northeast where it's not a four season um, application. And I could see that this technology being a little bit easier and easier to design with could open some doors for landscape contractors to get into irrigation uh, and start doing some things themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even like, um, you know, landscape architects, a lot of times they'll outsource the you know, the, uh, the irrigation design to an irrigation specialist. And in case, some cases there, this is, gives them the ability to keep it inside, you know, in, in house because the design rules are just so much simpler and they're going to build a system that performs. Um, mm-hmm. another thing from landscape architects we're hearing is, you know, I want to be able to put in weird shapes, you know, that mm. curve by the pool, you know, I really want to be more creative about how I use the landscaping. But every time I do that, designing the irrigation becomes a nightmare and we end up changing it back to something more boring just so we can water it. You shouldn't have to make yeah. that trade off, right? You should be able to go in there right. and say, let your imagination run wild and we will digitally water this just perfectly to keep all the water off the hardscape and have that, you know, and at the same time be saving like 50% of the water over a traditional like mechanical system. 
Yeah, and I love that word that you just said, digitally water. Can you tell us more about what digitally water means? Yeah, digitally water, it means, you know, I mean, if you look at water, you check out the videos, but when you see one of these sprinkler systems run, it's it's basically like printing the water onto the lawn is one way to think about it. So it's putting water in really precise places. There's like 14 individual, you know, jets or nozzles that are all sized perfectly to put down that completely even layer of water while it goes around. So, so it will basically go around in, in circles and each circle puts down exactly 0.05 inches of water. Wow. So okay. that coupled with, you know, there's a, there's a great controller and the controller is set up to be both hybrids. So if you have drip stations that you like, um, you know, there's up to 24 drip stations that you can connect to it. And we connect that to, you know, uh, you know, the very best internet weather. So like the, you know, um, using IBM and weather company feeds to basically provide precise watering for each, every precise zone in the house. Let's, uh, I want to keep talking about the products. We've got this and the, and the setup and the components. We have the sprinkler and you mentioned there's 19, as I said, 19 nozzles. Uh, 14 individual nozzles. 14. In each each 14 individual nozzles. And then is there something in the sprinkler that controls the the flow rate to each of those nozzles? Yeah, this is absolutely this is absolutely crazy. But there's actually motors and valves inside this inside the sprinkler head itself that both control you know the position very accurately and then also control you know how much water is getting to those uh, is getting to those nozzles. And that is a really really interesting and precise you know, pressure driven system to be able to figure that out. In fact, there's even, we use a little bit of machine learning inside those, inside those heads in order to make sure that that we can maintain that accuracy. Wow. So let's start with, I'm just going to kind of walk through an irrigation system. So we typically start at the water source, then you have your backflow preventer, and then you have your main line. So again, a traditional system, you have your main line, you go to your valves, you go to your ladder lines, you go to your sprinklers. So how does your system is, how is it the same or different than that? All that goes away. So you have one head per zone that's in the center. There are no valves. There is no lateral. You just run that main line and it's like a valve and head design, like a golf head. So that there's no, Mm -hmm. that the valves are in the heads at this point. So you just run that one main line out. And there's a basically flex, you know, a flex pipe that goes to each individual head and they're buried in the heads are about, you know, 12, you know, you know, you're digging a hole. It's like 14 inches deep or so. Um, and then it's just a pop up head at that point disappears below the grass. So okay. it reduces about 80% of the trenching and digging to put one of these systems in, uh, in that same line that you put the pipe in, there's a direct berry rated um, you know, really strong cable that's all plug and play waterproof, you know, waterproof connectors that goes out to each of those heads. So there's no more, you know, wiring to, to valve boxes or anything else like that. That all goes away. It's just one wire now. And you can have any, can you, can you tell us more about that wire? Is it a two wire pair? Is it a three wire? What's it? What's the wire? It's like two wires in that, in that particular piece. So it provides both power and it also provides internet, which means two way, unlike a regular two wire Mm -hmm. system, two way to each of those controllers. So what that also means is every single one of those heads, if it detects it has a leak, if it detects there's a problem is reporting back. And because our controller is connected up to the internet, that means the contractor, the landscape contractor is getting notifications that there's a leak or getting notifications that a head's not functioning correctly. So all of a sudden it changes your whole business with your clients because you're playing, you know, offense instead of defense, instead of, you know, getting a call from a client and they've got a, you know, a leak and a huge puddle, you know, a new, a new lake in their lawn and a huge water bill, or, 
you know, you show up two weeks later and there's dead landscaping that you have to replace, which is incredibly expensive. You're able to get the notifications right away and then schedule a time to fix it rather than it being an emergency. Hmm. So did I hear you say that you can measure the flow rate in each sprinkler? Every single head also has the ability to measure flow rate in every head. So at every single wow. point of distribution, um, um, you have you, you basically have that flow information, which means you get incredibly so, fine-grained data. Um, so to get a little bit a little bit technical, the the, the huge uh, advantage in having a completely digital system rather than just having a smart controller. If I have a smart controller, I can have great weather data, right? I can have I can have great soil moisture data. And then once I take that data and I do a bunch of science on it, I turn on and off a switch. And it's really hard without performing elaborate catch cup pieces to know exactly what the effectiveness of what I'm turning on is. So that all that information is not that actionable if you just have a smart controller, but you're turning on and off kind of, you know, dumb mechanical sprinkler heads. On the other yeah. hand, with Peregrine, we know exactly where the water's going. We know the, exactly to the, you know, to the accuracy of like one square foot, what the size of we're going through. When you install it, you tell us things like crop type and soil and soil type, right? So we, and shade and sun. So given all this information, our cloud is so much more powerful in terms of getting exact water schedules because we can execute that exact water schedule, which is not something else anyone else in the industry can really do. It's almost like end-to-end -end data. You have data, yes. you know, at the control side, but you actually have data at the sprinkler end, which is at the end distribution point. It's a completely digital loop. And if, if you look at the history of, you know, every other industry, any other industry that's had something that's used kind of springs and gizmos, you know, mechanical pieces to, to solve a problem has been replaced by software. Mm -hmm. Like I work on, I have a 51 Ford pickup and I work on the carburetor all the time. You can't buy a car with a carburetor anymore. You know, the computer figures out how much, you know, when, right. when the spark plug should fire and how much fuel to put in. Like, that, that's just over, right? And as water becomes this more precious resource, and as we're trying to conserve, <clears throat> we're going to see so much more of, intel, you know, people using intelligence and software to do a better job, you know, you know taking care of our water. And at the same time, mm -hmm. too, you just can't beat a system that's so much simpler. Yeah, no doubt. So on this control box, how does it connect up to the Internet? Um, so there's two ways right now. The current way we do it is through Wi-Fi, uh, so Wi-Fi okay. on the property. And then we're also developing a commercial one that will have a cellular capability as well. Okay, right on. Uh, so we have a controller, it connects to the internet, then you have a wire. Is this a wire that you sell or is it a wire they source through the regular irrigation this is, channel? This is a wire that we sell. Um, and, and part of the reason we do that is we want to make sure that there's no, that, that one of the biggest failure mechanisms in irrigation now is wiring failure. You know, it's really mm -hmm. hard to make a, a 10 year, you know, waterproof connection with a couple of wires, even if you're using gel and all these other pieces. Plus, you know, is everybody on your crew trained to provide electrician level wiring? So we just completely remove that. And we put in this plug and play system where we have these waterproof connectors that just plug in together and then you snap a little cap over it and it's good to go. It's completely waterproof. And if you have any extra wire, you can just, you know, coil it up around the sprinkler head or put it in a little valve box. But there's no cutting, there's no splicing. And that just speeds up the installs by so much because it's literally just yeah. like plugging in extension cords and you're done. Wow. Are there particular areas of the country where you guys are having more success than other areas of the country? 
Um, I think, you know, in particular areas where people are most concerned about water savings. Um, so Texas, Colorado, California, Arizona, Utah, places like that are, are okay. huge. But we're also seeing a huge section of like the, you know, what we call the, you know, the lawn nerds, you know, the people that are trying to grow the very, very best lawns. And we're getting a big push from them as well because, you know, head to head never worked for them that well because they hated how ununiform the distribution was. You know, in the places where the mm -hmm. heads, over, you know, a lot of heads overlap, you get a big concentration of water. And in areas where, you know, you've only got really one head spraying at the bottom, you got lower. So they always had to make these trade-offs between, do I want a little yellow spot or do I want a little swampy spot? And so when they found Irrigreen, they're just like, you can grow a much better lawn using something that just puts down a completely even layer of water. Um, so and that so we brings up guys on the East Coast, up in the North, and even areas that have more rain. Mm -hmm. uh, I just had a thought on that. Let's say you have your one zone with your one sprinkler, but you know that the soil is... Um, a little compacted on one area or there is a low spot in that area can you fine-tune that sprinkler so as it passes by the low spot you know it doesn't maybe uh, just put out as much water so it can adjust for that little micro area yeah we get these requests like golf course greens and stuff like that those guys are yeah. you know they know that like, oh, there's the hot spot and this is a little lower right. um, i can't say anything yet but stay tuned okay okay because I could yeah. see that being similar to going around an edge. It's just like, hey, right here, put mm -hmm. out a little less water, or over yeah. here, I want you to put out a little bit more water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep your ear to the ground. I don't, I, I don't. Yeah, want yeah. Right on. And that'll be the case forever. I mean, part of having a, a new innovative company is making improvements along the way based on mm -hmm. your customer feedback and what you discover along the way. Oh man, and that's been so much fun. And I have to say, like a lot of the inventions for this company have come from from the industry, from contractors that are out there. And, you know, requests that they've had and ways we can make this thing work better and things like that. So um, that's been uh, a big, big part of, 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 of who we partner with and, 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 and how we've developed this product. So if you're one yeah, of the I think, out there that helped us out and helped us develop this, we're deeply appreciative. You, you have to appreciate the early adapters. You know, they're mm -hmm. the ones that see your vision very quickly, want to participate, want to help with feedback. And uh, they're the they're the market. They're the market movers. And I, I want to uh, I think I've shared this quote many times already on this podcast, but you guys fit it probably more perfect than anyone. And the quote is that the company that kills you will look nothing like you. So like when you think of like traditional brand manufacturers in our industry, when you think of long standing irrigation contractors in our industry, what you guys are building and developing doesn't really look anything like the way that we've always done it before. Yep. Yep. But you know, those guys that took a chance, like those landscape contractors that took a chance and doing something that didn't look like what, how it had been done before, you know, they show up and they do quotes for clients and all they have to show them is, you know, that we'll give them an estimate for how much water savings will be. They can look at their water bill and say, yeah, you're getting quotes from, you know, two other con landscape contractors, but I've got this, I've got digital, right? And digital right. means you're going to have, you know, 20, you know, 20% of the, of the stuff outside that's going to break, right? You're not going to have sprinkler heads on the edge of your lawn where you can run over them. Mm -hmm. And 
you're going to be able to control, you know, you're going to be able to control all this from your phone, right? So if there's a problem or something comes up, it's going to ping you and it's going to ping me so we can get it fixed. Yeah. You know, the value proposition to the customer is just like, oh, clearly I'm going to take this. And so they get higher quality customers and they get that job done in about a third the time. So they got their crew on something else. So they're already using it to outcompete, you know, the folks that want to stay with, you know, a traditional technology or don't want to try something new. So it's fun to see them being rewarded for being early adopters. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure that their customers really appreciate it because a yeah. lot of times customers today want the latest, greatest new technology that's out there, right? A lot of this technology is coming up from the bottom. I've got a ring doorbell on my thing. You know, I, you know, I'm taking care of, you know, I'm starting to think more about how my home can be smarter. You know, why would I want to buy a sprinkler system that looks like you, I could have bought it 30 years ago? Uh, exactly true. So with that in mind, as you guys have been bringing this to market, well, first, let me ask you, how long have you been bringing this to market? So this is this technology has been development for a long time. So the first experiments on this were over 10 years ago. Uh, Gary Kleinfelter, who's the inventor for this for this technology, uh, a lot of beta testing, a lot of, you know, you have to make something that's incredibly reliable in order to do well in this industry. Um, our what I call our first scale of a product, the Eargreen 2. Um, which is, you know how no one's ever heard of the Apple one. That was the one that was in the wood box that Steve, mm. was, Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs mm. and Wozniak put together. Um, this is really like, you know, that year green too, we started selling that in about 2020. And that thing has just been a rocket ship. We basically sell all we can make and continue to scale on that. And I think just the, you know, the value proposition for the customers is, you know, uh, is, yeah. is been one of the reasons why that that's been uh, such a successful product. And two questions for you. Uh, when did you come to Eargreen and how did you find out about Eargreen? Mm, that's a good question. So uh, I ran a company called Arrayant that did lots of different connected products in a lot of different areas. You know, everything from pumps to garage door openers and things like that as well. And and kind of coming out of that, you know, connected, highly reliable connected product uh, experience, I was introduced to Gary. And after I sold it, you know, Arrayant, I went to Gary and, and it was just very clear that if we took his invention uh, on being able to print water and these robotic, uh, you know, these robotic irrigation heads and coupled that with uh, world class ability to make a product connected, we would have something that would just be a world beater. So um, we got together in about 2018 and then, you know, spent a couple of years building the software for it and, um, and uh, had, you know, had some great backers and investors. Um, uh, both in Silicon Valley and in Minnesota, and very excited about uh, about what we're putting together here. Awesome! And what stage are you right now with uh, with funding and investment and growing the company? You know, the company the company's had you know, some great VC investment and and uh, and and other investment in that place. You know, we are just fine right now, um, and all, but also just seeing you know, the product traction. You know, we are you know selling everything that we can make currently right now um, on that side. So. Um, uh, you know, at this point, it's kind of off to the races and just making scaling plays. Where is the product manufactured? Um, so it, the, the, we have pieces that come from everywhere. I mean, Dynam, Minnesota mm-hmm. is where we where we put everything together. Um, but we have, you know, two great manufacturers in in um, in uh, Minnesota. We've got manufacturers in in others, you know, in Wisconsin. Um, we take some some of the components that do come from China, so we buy them in China mm-hmm. and other places like that. But it's kind of like takes a whole village to put this thing together. But Adina is the place where we where we get it all together, and that's where our warehouse is. Awesome. Mm-hmm. 
So, you know, bringing new technology to market, as we've talked about, especially when it's totally different, you will have people that get it. Those early adopters like, oh, hell yeah, I want that. I'm buying a system tomorrow. And then you're going to have those that think you're absolutely nuts. You're crazy. Uh This will never work. Uh I would say for those, like, what are the biggest misconceptions that you hear that people think that are just not true? Let's see. I think I think one of them that they worry about is like, how do you make it make that shape? So once I put a head in, how can I have it follow the contours of the landscaping? And is that going to be difficult? And it turns out you pull out the you do it with the app, you know, any app on an Android or an iPhone, and it's just the most easy visual experience. You're basically just dragging and dropping little dots that the sprinkler is spraying to in real time, and then just making a little dot to dot map for where you want it to water. Um, it's really hmm. fun. It's kind of like a video game. If you go online, you can see a bunch of the, you know, a bunch of the you know, industry people and the bloggers and stuff doing it, but it's, it's hilarious. But I think people, you know, you know, we're a little worried about, okay, I've got to use an app on a phone to set this up. Is that going to be difficult? And it's just not like, um, you know, we've had contractors that don't, you know, don't use apps very much at all. And you can figure this out in, you know, five, 10 minutes and be off to the races. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because thinking back to when I first, installed a smart controller one of the first ones i ever sort of experimented with they no longer exist but their technology was phenomenal (laughs) but the controller didn't have an interface it connected uh to ethernet and so at that time if there wasn't ethernet in the garage you did power over ethernet right to bring the connection to the controller and they said well no you use your phone or your computer and you know at that time contractors said none of my crew will ever have an expensive smartphone. They literally said that. <laughs> and today that couldn't be further from the truth. All the, yep. all the guys want to do is, you know, play on their <laughs> smartphones. So yeah. 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 I mean, there's a smartphone in every pocket, you know, including all the, including or all two, the right. They got the work one mm-hmm. and sometimes they have the yep. personal one. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing how things have changed. Yeah. yeah. So are there any, I wanted to ask you, this relates to, Green, but I, I'm curious about this. Are there pa- any parallels that you have found bringing Green technology to market uh, that parallel your previous experience with other technologies to market? Um, no, I think it's a fairly easy to see technology life cycle. You know, I mean, I think, you know, there's almost like the Gandhi thing, like, you know, first they laugh at you and... <laughs> You know, <laughs> and, you know, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you. I, I'll get that quote wrong or something else like that. Right. Um, then they fight you and then you win. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, I think that all goes in there. You know, I mean, it's really fun to see all the early adopters. And now we're kind of getting the second stage, which was, hey, I thought this was crazy when I saw it first. And so then I just left it for a year. And now it just makes too much sense. And I saw my buddy using it. So, you know, can I attend, you know, we have like two training sessions every, every week for contractors to come in and, and, mm-hmm. and learn. And we're just amazed at how many more people are coming into those over time. Um, and just get mm-hmm. trained up and in, in, in 45 minutes, you'll know how to install one of these systems. It's actually much easier than a standard irrigation system. So it's fun to see like, not just the, you know, early adopters now, but now like the second wave, you know, that early mid kind of coming in and starting to install AeroGreen. Can totally, totally see that, can totally relate. Sometimes people just need to ponder something, (laughs) think about it, you know, think of all the reasons it's not going to work. Think about the reasons it would work and then come up with their own point in time where they're like, you know what? I think that could work. Yeah. Those guys a call again, or let me join that training. One of the guys called me up and he's like, you know, I was thinking about it and I kind of dismissed you guys. 
And then I was out trenching, you know, had a crew out there trenching. And I'm going, we wouldn't have to be doing any of this stuff. And trenching is the least profitable part of being a landscape contractor, right? Like it's where all your workers comp is. It's where all your damage is. You know, that's where you hit pipes or electrical or you hit somebody's fiber optic cable and it's a thousand dollars out of your pocket to get that patched back up. It's not a moneymaker, right? And you can't mm-hmm. find the labor to do it. So if you can get rid of 80% of that stuff, all the laterals, all the valve boxes and everything else like that, and just run main line to the center of these zones, like, you know, it's just such a, such a way to streamline your business. Question for, you know, you, the CEO. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think this is um, something interesting because there's things that I think about that relate to this, but are there, what from your vantage point at Erie Green, what keeps you up at night? Um, you know, I think the things that really make me angry are, you know, sometimes there's pretty misguided regulations around mm. uh, head-to-head coverage. That one drives me nuts, right? Or around, um, you know, putting all spray irrigation into the same bin, like it's all as efficient as it, you know, it, it is. And so those things, you know, are, you know, really misguided and, and, and drive me nuts. You know, I think, you know, it's almost like, you know, regulating buggy whips, but cars are coming, right? And right. so, yeah, it's like protecting um, the old way to it. Yeah. To so, whenever extent. I see, like, um, you know, and I, and I, and if, you know, they're all well intentioned, it's just there hasn't been that many changes in irrigation technology in 20 years. And so, they're just assuming that the next, you know, that right now there's nothing new out there, but there are much better ways to save water. And so, whenever regulations get prescriptive, a lot of times they can block very promising new technologies like robotic sprinkler heads that print water instead of spraying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's hard to be everywhere. It's hard to be in all these meetings, especially, you know, for a you know, company that's, you know, that's, uh, that's starting out and it takes so much effort for us to sort of go through and reeducate and try to get bad rules changed, um, that are actually, you know, actually costing water. So I think that's one thing that, that, that keeps me up at night. I can relate. <laughs> Sometimes you just, it's almost not worth the effort. You know, you're like, I, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to change the way people look at this. So let's just go down our track, do what we're doing. And then maybe one day they'll catch up. Yeah. My plea is if there's any, you know, folks that are involved in water regulation, please look at the new technologies that are out there so that you don't make rules that are going to look really, really dumb in like two years. <laughs> yeah. You know, speaking of the sprinkler, what I, what I didn't ask you was the this is, you know, I guess a nerdy question, but the size of the sprinkler inlet and the approximate gallons per minute required for to have one on a, I shouldn't say to have yeah. one on a zone because it is the zone, but to operate one. Right, right. So generally we're looking like, you know, for flow around like eight gallons a minute. Um, okay. So that so any standard residential flow will have that unless you're in a, in a really crazy place. You know, the, you know, the heads themselves, you know, you know, sort of calibrate to the pressure. Um, so, you know, they can go, you know, you know, support anything up to like 15 gallons per minute on, on, on longest flow, but usually it's around like 10 gallons per minute, 12 gallons per minute maximum. Okay. One really interesting thing about an irrigreed system is that, you know, if you imagine, you know, doing a design, we've all been used to doing regular irrigation design where you have to very carefully make sure that you've got the pressure matched throughout the system so that you don't have a system that performs really badly. Well, with an irrigating system, you could have a pipe that has 80 PSI at one part and 40 PSI at another, and both those heads will just calibrate for that exact pressure. 
Hmm. And so when you have what does that throat, mean? Calibrate to the pressure. Um, so every when the head goes in, it, this just happens automatically, kind of behind the scenes. But the head figures out how much pressure it has, and therefore figures out how to control the valve to make sure that it's only watering exactly where it is and only putting down the same amount of water, regardless of the pressure. Okay. The so, so because this all happens in software, like you don't care how you design it, you're not doing all this you know, pipe sizing and all this other, you know, maturation because digital heads can't do this. Like digital heads could just, you know, examine their pressure and then reconfigure themselves to be perfect. You know, you wouldn't have to do any of that design work with Aerogreen, you know, you just put it in and it's like software takes care of all that. Yeah, absolutely. What makes design difficult is what you just said, the friction loss through pipe and knowing what's my friction loss per hundred feet of pipe going from two inch to inch and a half to one inch, or maybe I need to keep inch and a half to go all the way because I only have 60 PSI at the head. But by the time it goes to the pipe and it goes to the valve and it gets to the sprinkler, I'm not going to have enough pressure. So I got to work backwards. And then you're like, wow, my head hurts. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Or you could just plug it in. And it yeah. could just do the math and do the math at, and it's not just a design because, because there's always a difference between what you designed it for and how it actually is in the field. You don't have that gap anymore. It's just, it's going to measure the pressure as it exists in the field at that particular, at, at that particular point. Wow. It's just so I did, what is the minimum? There would be a minimum pressure to operate. I would imagine. Yeah. So usually we usually say about like 40 PSI, you know, somewhere around there. It can okay. operate a little bit lower than that, but that's kind of a nice safety. But that's pretty standard, right? 35 to 50 PSI is about the standard operating range of a sprayer or rotor. Yeah. Excellent. So, you know, we've covered a lot from the technology to the applications of bringing it to markets. Are there, what haven't I asked you that you would like people to know about? You know, if you're interested in getting started at Eurogreen, there's a just a really sweet design tool. So you can go to the Eurogreen website, type in an address for a client or something else like that. There's a really cool, you know, we have irrigation pros that will work with you to help you quote it. Or you can also um, just do it yourself. There's also like a do-it-yourself tool there where you just trace the lawn and you put in the and you put in the um, um, uh, the, spring, the sprinkler heads, and you can really quickly see exactly how much is the equipment going to cost. And it also goes back and uses three years of data for that particular location, ET data and rainfall data, to figure out how much water would be saved by putting in putting in a, a digital irrigation system versus a standard mechanical one. So it gives you great ammo to basically win the bid. You know, you can mm-hmm. take a print out of that, send it via, send the link via email to your client, and you've got a superior product that you're now selling that helps you not have to like compete just on price. Fantastic. And that contractors need help in that. Any, any yeah. tool that can help add value and help secure the sale and the job is they, you know, they need help with that. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a landscape contractor, the problem is, you know, there's somebody in a truck that's going to lowball bid it, right? And they won't do as good a job as you, but it's really hard to communicate that. You know, if you're using digital mm-hmm. sprinkler heads, you know, and you can show you're going to put in a simpler system that saves far more water for that homeowners, you're going to win, even if you're a little higher price. Very cool. Uh, from a purchase perspective, uh, do they buy the system through you? Do they buy through distribution? It's through, it's through direct with contractors. Um, the, the great part about this system is there's not, because it's not like a traditional irrigation system, we sell three SKUs, right? We have a roller <laughs> and, uh, and some wire and a head and all the heads are the same, right? It, they, they're all different in software. So for a contractor, what we'll usually do is we'll put a little spare, you know, we'll, we'll put a little spare parts kit on your, on your truck 
So you've just got, you know, an extra head and a little extra wire and, you know, maybe an extra controller or something like that. And you're done. You never need to go to the supply store to pick this up. All those parts are interchangeable. So instead of having, you know, you know, 10,000 different SKUs that could possibly be needed to fix something, as long as you've got, you know, one spare head around, you're good. And we'll just refresh your head when you need one. Fantastic. So you'll keep your Irrigreen three SKU supply in your truck. Then you'll have your PVC, your poly, you know, your mainline plumbing type fittings. And then maybe and some miscellaneous, done. you know, other yeah. stuff if you're doing some service work to fix the old stuff that's been around for 30, 40 years. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. Well, if somebody wants to learn more, I know you did mention irregreen.com. Is that the best place for them to find that's out more? That's the best place to learn on that. Uh, you can also go, there's there's lots of other third parties that have reviewed it, like Lawn Whisperer. He's a, you know, a, a great uh, blogger out there. You can see a full install. But yeah, if you just if you just uh, uh, Google around, you'll see lots of videos of, you know, people's projects and things like that as well. Uh, awesome. But, I can't wait to get my hands dirty with one of these. A friend yeah, of mine who's also yeah. a uh, fan of the show, Paul Bassett, who's been a frequent guest. I know he's got yeah. an order on the way and I hope I can go out and awesome. help him put it in and, and learn uh, along the way. Have fun with it. It's a lot of fun to like make that thing spray too. By the way, there's something really wonderful about having a sprinkler system that you can take your take your finger on your phone and spray your sister on the lawn. This is the best <laughs> practical joke sprinkler system you know, directable technology. (laughs) (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, like we're having a great time, like starting a revolution here in irrigation. And uh, I really, it is no, literally it's a revolution, you know, that is what it is. And you can either be a part of the revolution or I hope you don't look back and, you know, where were you when the revolution (laughs) happened? Oh, I guess I just didn't see it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Well, we're, yeah, we're, awesome. everyone's invited. Everyone's invited. Just come on the Eurogreen website, and we'll get you. Uh, we'll, we'll get you all armed up. But it's a really yeah. fun time to get irrigation right now. Cool. Well, thank you for being so open, sharing all this information with us, and uh, look forward to receiving a system, putting one in, and um, keeping in touch with Eurogreen along the way. Love what you guys are doing. Thank you so Sounds much, Shane. Good. Hey, Andy. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure being on. My pleasure.